sorry, Melissa, did you have something to say? You look like you had yes. something to add or say. I did. My question was, are you offering any internships for <laughs> 41 and a half year olds? Welcome to Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. I'm Maury Fontenot. And I'm Melissa Grushka. Bean, this week we have a special guest again. We sure do. We're going to talk holistic interior design. Are you ready? Perfect. Right up my alley. Hi, Bean. Hi. Oh my God. Do we share the news? Do we break it? I think we should say breaking it. live. We are live in person together. We're sitting next to each other, so who knows what the hell is going to happen today? The power of the pod. But this is crazy. Like this you're, I can crazy. touch you. I can touch you. I okay. Anyway, also, <laughs> it's not just the two of us here, but we have an amazing guest today. Our dear, fabulous, talented, magical, incredible friend Gala Magnina is here. She is a holistic interior designer. She is an expert in all things holistic interior design. And she's going to talk to us about how we can make our spaces feel good and feel better and support our expansion. So we thought, what better for a personal growth podcast than to have our amazing friend come talk about how spaces can also contribute to personal growth. I agree. I'm very into the idea of making your home really feel like a home yes. or your room oh. really feel like a safe space. Like a room. Like a room. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down, everyone. Anyway, Gala, welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you. And thank you for the warm welcome. This is like a, a cute little reunion. Like the last time we were like running in the streets of New York, like drunk for your so uh, bachelorette. Fun. And this is like the first time we've all been together. So it's kind of funny. Like it was the fun. most fun weekend of my life. It was amazing. It, it really was transformative. Was. Yeah. yeah. It was a little chaotic. In but the we best liked, way. We liked it that no, way. No, it brought like that teenage running the streets. <gasps> totally. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what it, it felt was like. Perfect. Yeah. Anyway, we've been so excited to have you because it doesn't feel like having a guest. It feels like yeah. having our friend come chit chat yeah. with us, which is the energy of this podcast. So yeah. thank you for doing this with us. And yes. you, my love, are so kind that you listen to the podcast. So you know what I'm about to say is it going to happen. Now. Is it going to happen? I'm ready. I'm ready. You're ready. I'm okay. Ready. All ready. right. It's cringe and delight time. I really think that Bean should kick us off. I'm going to kick it off. She's got the queen of cringes. I have one of the cringiest moments of my life happened two days ago. Okay. Um, I was waiting for my, I got, I'm actually neurotically early to the airport. Normally my father was very late to the airport growing up. So I have all this, I have all these issues about arriving really early and on time. I got there two hours early for a domestic flight. Yeah. Okay. That's I'd me. rather sit in my gate. Yep. I'd rather sit there in my gate and know that I'm good to go and have nothing to do and worry about, right. Than running through worried about security. So I get there way early. I'm sitting in my gate. I had checked my phone on the way down and I saw what gate I was at. And I like to print my ticket sometimes too, because I'm still an old woman and I can't just do things on my phone, but I didn't look at my ticket. I just remembered the gate. So I'm go, I walk down to my gate, I'm sitting down, I have two solid hours. I didn't even get up to walk around. I was like, I'm just gonna stay here and be productive. I have two full hours, no husband, no kids, no laundry, nothing. I'm like, I'm gonna organize my phone because I've been dying to do that. So I go deep. And when I say deep into organizational mode, I went so deep that I 
was on my phone for hours, not noticing, just organizing my icons and deleting apps that I don't need anymore and putting things into folders and renaming the folders. And then all my- That's so sexy, by the way. Like that's just like turning me on right now. Oh, <laughs> I am so- Her I'm language. T- okay. I'm like, I've been waiting to do this. I can't believe I'm checking this off my checklist, right? My flight's at 3.52. I'm killing it. People are starting to come in. I'm not looking at my time. People are moving in. I'm like, oh, we must be getting closer to flight time. I look up at the screen. It's 3.57. 3.57. I turn around and the big screen behind me says LaGuardia, 4.30. I like, I mean, full body. I went into like full body shaking mode and I'm like un- unhooking the charger from the wall. I'm like, oh my God, I missed my flight because I'm organizing my phone. I like dart over to the thing and I say, can you please hold the plane? Like I'm dying to come see Bean. Can yeah. you please just hold the plane? I only missed it by five minutes. She was like, no. And I was like, okay, what do I do now then? Shut I the run over. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't just miss the flight because you were organizing your phone. You were sitting at the wrong I was gate. In the, not even like, I wasn't even close to the right gate. I was in the C terminal and it was in the B terminal, right? Because I was like, why didn't I hear my name? Nothing. I mean, I'm like, but I'm shaking. I couldn't even function. I run, I somehow go to customer service. I get on the next flight to LAX, which conveniently Bean's husband was landing at the exact same time I was oh. landing in LAX. Biggest cringe though, my luggage went on my original flight, which also had a connecting flight. So my luggage was hung out in Dallas for 24 hours, made its way here yesterday and all is well. We you did had to go it. back to, did, L- did they drop it off at your house? They yeah. drove it up here. Oh, they good, called good, me. Good, good. They rerouted it to LAX. Yeah. Drove it on up here. Good. It was really, it was one of the biggest, I, I couldn't believe that I'm never like that. Like I get there early. I'm super organized about it. I don't like to mess around. I've never in my life. Well, and Santa Barbara is hard because there's one flight out here, right? Yeah. Like, or, and it's connecting. So if you yeah. miss that. You're screwed. So thank God for LAX. Thank but I'm, for LAX. I'm, I've done the same thing. It's like I've gotten there two hours early. I've sat a hundred. I haven't. Okay, I haven't missed the flight. Okay, so you <laughs> haven't done the same thing. I've looked up and been like, oh shit, I'm not at the right gate, you know. And I and like people look at and, and I like I lose my phone all the time. I lose my keys all the time. But then I'm like super like OCD about other things, and I just think. As Maury likes to say, multiplicity of self. We can be really on Thank top you. of things and then really just scattered. That's you know right. what I mean? Like that's right. Gala, that's why we connected so much. Embrace it. Yeah, you know, we're a shit show, but our shit is also together at the same time. It's totally. multiplicity of self. I don't know if that's the right way to use it, Maury, but Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. And also not being so judgmental of yourself. Yeah. Like you were so mad at yourself the other day. I mean, that was a moronic mistake. And I don't typically make those. So there is room to also be frustrated with your own behavior. Totally. And then I moved on. I you got did. on a flight. We made it work. I survived. Yeah, I survived. I wore your clothes. I had to borrow all the clothing, if you know what I mean. All good. Every yep. layer. Every layer down to the core. Yeah. But that's what besties do. Yeah. Anyway, Gala, <laughs> tell us about your week. Anything delightful or cringy that you want to share? So, luckily, nothing like cringy, delightful. I am all about right now, like enjoying the simple things in life. And just very simply, I had to have a leased car and like, you know how they throw in like an oil change or, you know, whatever, but then you have to go to the dealership to get the free oil change. So it's like not as convenient as going to the place next door. But I was like, I, you know, I want to take advantage of these free oil changes, but you know, then you have to do, be the first one there and you got to wait in the, 
in the waiting area where they have like the coffee machine and like a granola mm-hmm. bar and then the TV is like a cooking show and like yes, you just wait and always. it could be three hours, it could be two, it could be, and it had a lot to do, but I was like, my, I got to just do this. Oh. I went, the service manager was like the loveliest person like just the nicest person. I sat there. He's like, we're going to get you in first. He was like, your car needs this, but you don't really have to do it because it's a lease car. I'm going to just throw this in for you. And like, you know, when just somebody just makes your day just by just like small, nice things. And then because it happens in the morning, it like sets the tone for the day. And then like more little nice things start happening. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's simple. so sweet. And, and the service manager. Yeah, yeah the service manager that. at X. <laughs> Let me ask you a question about the coffee in those waiting rooms. Yes. Do you both feel like... <laughs> I think it depends on where you are. Some are nice, some are bad. No, no. How do you it's... know the question? Well, exactly. Oh, because I hear shit in my Coach. head. Oh. Coach. <laughs> it smells so damn good. It does. And then you pour it. And I think it depends on the pot. <laughs> you can always tell when you look at the pot. Clean. If the pot is cloudy, mm. not the coffee, but the pot, but also, mm. you know, that orange top of the pot, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Those are old. Like and if it's wall. really dark, it's yeah. been sitting there for a while and you'll get like an ulcer drinking it basically. Yeah. yeah but it smells so good. And it makes me very sad that it doesn't taste the way. I, I feel like this conversation is really indicative of our age. I always say that, but like when you were like, you know how you have to get, and we were both like, oh yeah, Yeah. get your car service. Uh Oh yeah. There's, there's a cooking show on. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. We were like, we kept nodding our heads the whole time. Gala, I love that you said that story. And I actually think it is so indicative of who you are. Yeah. Because you do, you do find the small joys in life. I feel that about you. You are a very joy being. I think that's what Mm. attracted me to your energy when we first met. Very like you really you. are, you emit joy and fun. Yeah. I'd like to say Thank add you. fun to that. Yeah. Like we, we're not, no, yeah. I you. just want people to know like the oil change story, but then we were outraging in the streets of New York, like that we have youthfulness too. Have- and- <laughs> <laughs> totally. We understand the dynamics of the waiting room. Right. Multiplicity of self. Multiplicity. But of we can self. hang. We can hang. <laughs> yeah, we, can we hang. could still rage. Rock out. No, thank you for that. Thank you for Thanks that. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. I will end us by giving a hybrid cringe delight moment. <laughs> okay. Right. Which is that my bean was here yesterday for the, her first day in Santa Barbara since I've lived here, yeah. which I have been waiting for. I will say when they pulled up and I went outside and I hugged her, I started crying. It was a beautiful moment. Because I could not believe she was here in my home. Really I've been waiting for this moment. So we spent all day yesterday or all afternoon just like doing things I wanted to do. I took her to this place for lunch. I took her to this gorgeous crystal oh, shop we have the here. The most delish. It's called Sacred Space. Shout out if you're ever in Summerland or Santa Barbara. It is sacred. The sacred space is gorgeous. Sacred AF. And it has this meditation garden. And we went and sat there. And we like closed our eyes. And we manifested things for this podcast and for each other. Anyway, it was like the most magnificent time. Mm, It really was. Then we went and picked up my daughter, Raina, from high school. And when I say these two immediately... I mean, they've met a million times, but I think Raina's a different Raina now. Yeah, I think she's like more mature. She's grown up. She's 15 now. She's a like bigger 15. Yeah. She's like a more adult like now. I feel like I relate to her not just as like, oh, hi, cutie. Yes. Yeah. They forgot I existed from the moment (laughs) Raina got in the car. It was like, okay, it's on now. (laughs) Literally just banter, banter, banter. And they're both 
like same kind of witty. You humor. both are like witty yeah. humor. So they're just going back and forth. Then we go to Keon's basketball game. These two are sitting there talking about the boys that are playing. Not in a, we, you're making it sound like we were making fun of little a boys. A little bit. We weren't. <laughs> and their parents are sitting in front of us. So then I'm dying because I'm like, okay, you two. I can hear then us. We come home. When we made the most fun of you every time yeah. Maury was like so sporty suddenly she was like great rebound pick up the defense I was like who what who are you I'm embarrassed to be sitting here she was the loudest mom in the stands do you believe that would it totally be me Maury that would totally be me thank you sports yeah. mom Maury I'm I was shocked. really proud of him I was hey, proud he Melissa, did so well. let me go back to multiplicity of self thank you oh, you God. know you know Maury thing. all this time and and look it Look at you were inspirational, Gala. Look at thank you for bringing my attention to that. Maury, I can totally see yeah. it, and I can see you rocking like some cute athleisure wear too. There, Thanks. like yeah, Agreed. yeah, huh. of. yeah, of. Uh, yeah. So that was my delight cringe hybrid that my daughter is now my best friend's best friend, and they could take or leave me. I don't need to be there really. But I feel like you should be honored and thrilled that I this am. is happening. I am. It's yes. like yes. it's like Saved by the Bell, the college years. Oh, but way beyond. Yeah. Um, <laughs> except I'm 40. Okay. Let's get to the point of this show. Right. We're just going to move this. <laughs> oh, right. oh, wow. I had a feeling we could talk for like four hours just like yes, this. Yeah. Maybe, we'll, maybe afterwards we just do a little face. Yeah. Gala. Yeah. Gala. Yeah. It's time to okay. illuminate our listeners yes. with your expertise. Yes. But we want to start with the very basics. Okay. So I said actually to some friends that my good friend is coming on and she's going to talk about holistic interior design. They asked the question I think is on everyone's mind, which is, what is that exactly? Yes. Can you break it down for us? When we say holistic interior design, what does that mean? Absolutely. So it's a mouthful. Um, and I wish there was like a sexier name for it, but there isn't. I think it is sexy. Take that back. It, it, really? Holistic interior design. It depends. When on you say it, say it like that. Holistic, holistic interior, interior yeah. design. Oh, now it's sexy. That, that deep voice. So, okay. So let's start with traditional interior design, right? It's all okay. about... Uh, primarily beauty and function, right? You look at the cover of Architectural Digest, it's beautiful. And then they've asked the clients like what's functional for them, right? So holistic interior design does that, but acknowledges the tremendous impact that our spaces have on us. So all of these studies are coming out. Also the science of, you guys know what neuroscience is? Yes. yes. Okay. So I figured I was talking to the right... <laughs> Um, and so I figured dummies, you weren't in second you dummies grade. know what neuroscience is. You so morons. not at all. So, you know, taking into account, okay, studies now show our homes, our communities, our environments affect our lifestyles, our behaviors, our actions, and those in turn affect 80 to 90% of our health outcomes. Yeah, that's wild. A holistic approach is understanding that and saying, okay, I'm not only designing for beauty and function, but also for the whole being, capital B, mind, body, and soul, and what encompasses us all, which is planet Earth, Mother Earth, whatever you want to call it. So taking her into consideration, trying to build that. and design more in alignment with her, right? Mm. So all of that is just going to give you a much more aligned, healthy, powerful space, right? And who doesn't want that? And so my whole thing about it is like, we spend so much time focusing on, you know, diet, exercise, sleep, biohacking, da -da. But I walk into, you know, offices for clients that we're, we're renovating and remodeling, you know, tech offices, finance, like high performers, and it looks like shit. And the lighting yeah. looks like shit. And I'm like, yeah. 
what there's a there's a disconnect here. So I yeah. really just want to get this out into the world because I think everybody can do better, both at home and in the office for themselves. I love what you just said about the lighting because it triggered me back to like my agency days and those corporate offices. Mm-hmm. Like that lighting light. is so awful. What can like in a building like that, when you're mm-hmm. going in there, mm-hmm. like you said, Silicon Valley, you know, those are big buildings. They're lighting systems that are running throughout the building. What do you do about that kind of, what is it, fluorescent? What, yeah. what do you call mm-hmm. that? Yeah. yeah. How do you change that when it's such a big space? Yeah. So I just bring it up. I'm like, look, lighting is, so in easy terms, right? As the sun rises in the morning and sets, we see it as this big yellow thing, right? Yes. When you draw it in school, it's a yellow circle with the things, right? Yes. So what's actually happening is that, yeah. (laughs) Were your rays, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. Were your rays all the same size or did you draw different? I'd like different. I like to keep it funky, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, it was, but they were inter- it was like long, long short, short, long, long short. short, long short. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, back to the back to the sun. Important. That, so as it's going through the sky in the morning, it's actually giving you like this more bluish hint, and then as it gets into the true. afternoon, it's a more pink, warmer tint. Right. That change in color is talking to your circadian rhythms. Right. And it's affecting your hormones, which in turn is affecting your mood. So that bluish white light that's happening in the morning is boosting you product, like, Mm. which is great for, you know, productivity. Right. And then towards the end of the day, when you hit that 3 PM slump that you go for the coffee or the green tea or whatever, it's starting to turn a pinkish orange. And that is indicating Mm. to your body, Hey, it's time to slow down. It's, it's time to bring the energy down. So when you get into these office spaces that don't have that access to natural light, maybe, or just for a small period, that communication between planet earth and your body is cut off. Wow. Wow. Right? What do you do about that when you're right. inside? And what if they don't have windows in every office? So there's there's broad spectrum bulbs that just give you like the broadest spectrum possible that cover like all of those changes essentially. Oh. Or there's it's there's a 4000 to to I think it's 6000 color temperature which is really blue and white. So if you want productivity in an office, you just pump it with that light, but it's fucking wow. with people's hor- you know, hormones. You wow. see what I'm, you're like overriding nature. But oh, wow. if I had an office, I would much prefer that than bad lighting. You know what I mean? And then totally. if you really, you know, have the funds and it's like a, not a remodel, but you're building from scratch, there's a company called Lutron that has a circadian lighting system that oh, changes wow. throughout the day the color temperature no the lights do. do you have it in your house it, no 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 i don't i, want I don't it. have it because you have to have, i want it it has to be like a ground up construction New build build because yeah. it's in the walls and everything but le- legit you turn on a lamp and it's the same color temperature as the lighting overhead oh. at 4 p.m in whatever state you're in or city I need that in my life immediately. Mind blown. That is wild. And I never even thought of how critical that really is that we, and we're like in these boxes. Right. Yeah. Outside of our other rhythms. And in finance, finance, in finance <laughs> and tech and all of these things, they're working crazy hours half the yeah. time, yeah. but they have all their rhythms are such a mess. They're micro dosing for performance, but the lighting is oh. bad. Make it oh. make sense. Yes. 
I know it's so true. All right. So beyond the lighting, I have a question and you know, I'm sure I should shut up so you could ask some questions, but I I love your question. Um, I'm, I always want to ask you this gala. Like I always want you to walk into my house and be like, here are the five things you're doing wrong. What do you notice? I think I did that when I walked in your house. You did. Um, but I didn't ask you. You (laughs) Well, Melissa, (laughs) I am not good with holistic interior design, but I definitely enjoy design. Okay. I've worked tirelessly in my own home on design. Oh, so I then love I walked that. into her home and said, this is what we need to do. Okay. Yeah. She That's said great. that my entryway pictures looked like a college dorm room. I think. Okay. I mean, the truth hurts, Gala. Okay. It, it, it stings. It stings. It stings. Yeah. Also, Maury. Yeah. So foyer, according to feng shui. Yeah. Ideally, you don't, when you walk in the front door, you want a foyer that blocks you off from the rest of the space. Do you have that? You do? No. So my house is just literally complete open floor plan. It's okay. really beautiful. So Wait, I have- Why do you want to block off? I would think you would want to walk in and feel like grand, spacious. So the idea in, in feng shui and, you know, we'll talk about, so within holistic interior design, we've, we, we leverage 12 different things basically to approach it. We'll talk about that. Um, in feng shui, the belief is that energy comes through the front door. And by having mm-hmm. a foyer, twofold. One, it allows the energy to pool in there before it distributes to different areas of the home. But secondly, mm-hmm. it's that divider between public and private. So in feng shui, you don't want any personal photos or anything in that entrance. And this came from back in the day when you were protecting yourself from enemies and all this kind of stuff. So a lot of it is like old, you know, but I've always, I've always liked that. Yeah. This is, you know, technically a public area where guests will come in. How much of myself do I want to show? Wow. I want to keep that for myself. Well, okay. We won't get into the details. Mine is wide open. So I don't do about it. Yeah. I think you should get into the details. I bet a lot of people's. What happens if your foyer is connected to you have Your an open home. floor plan like that. So mine was, I did a half wall that went all the way up for different reasons to divide the space too, because we needed a closet and like it served other functions, but yeah. also because I had that in the back of my mind. So it's a wall where it's open on one side and open on the other, but literally just giving me a wall to put like a credenza and a mirror and a place to drop my keys when I come in. Cause otherwise there's no place to on an open floor plan. Right. So, you know, I've seen some people do like a 36 inch round table with like a big arrangement and some chairs to drop your mail and your keys. And it kind of breaks the space up depending on how wide or big it is. And then you add some plants and it's just kind of this landing moment, you know, Um, I'd have to see the space to be able to advise. But yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Is it foyer or foyer? Isn't it both? I think it's both. Okay. Beyond the foyer. Let's say foyer because I feel it's like it's fancier. Fancy. She fancy. Yeah. I fancy. Beyond fancy. the foyer. Yeah. What are some common things when you walk into a home that you see yeah. that are taking away energy from the space yeah. in a negative way and not yeah. adding energy? Okay. So we talked about light. Let's table that. The the second. Table. You like. <laughs> Play on words interior designer. Let's table that. We promise we'll let you finish Sorry. a full sentence at some oh, point during this. This is really fun. Sorry. So this is like the funnest way to talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, clutter. What defines clutter? Like how many tchotchkes is too many tchotchkes? Because I have a problem with tchotchkes. I like things, yeah. but I don't like clutter. Yeah. Okay. So let's start from like the 10,000 view up, right? So think of this idea in feng shui. Energy comes through your front door. You want it to roam freely and unobstructed through your home. 
if you have clutter that stops that energy from flowing, but even when you have clutter, I don't know if you've walked into a room where there's clutter, it, your vibe is off. You're kind of like, it's uneasy. uneasy. There you go. And that uneasiness, if you think about it, every time you walk into your bedroom and maybe there's four Zara bags in the corner and a Peloton that's dusty, right? Yeah. Every day, that's an energy drain. Right. The problem is, is we're so adaptable as humans that you put blinders on and you don't see it anymore but you're still getting that hit of drain every time you see it. So boom, right there, right. your home is becoming an energy drain instead of a source of support, nurturing, and well-being. Mm. And so when we think of it that way, it kind of is like, oh, you know, then you, I'm sure both of you will go back to your home and walk your home again and be like, oh, wait a second, you know, this, oh, yeah. hold on, I'm you know, like walking right now. Yeah. yeah. And the, the basic idea being that it's, Physical baggage equals emotional baggage, and it's taking up space where opportunities could be coming into your life. We can take that a step further and say, where's the clutter? The clutter's in the garage, out of sight, out of mind. Well, the garage, if you park your car there and go in and out, that's your vehicle to the world. In and out, in and out, in and out. You have clutter there. It could literally be blocking you from moving forward sort of obstructing or hazing your view of the world, making it hard for you to make forward progress because our vehicle represents mm. ourselves and our bodies in the world. It does? Our vehicle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. It could be a representative. Yeah. What does a crusty old minivan represent in my <laughs> world? <laughs> Maybe that's why I've been, this is my last minivan. My lease is up and I keep being like, I need like a fancier, nicer car now. It's the new you. Trying to upgrade y'all. Yeah. 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 I did read once that your bedroom is indicative. The condition of your bedroom is indicative of your like current mental state, which I think about a lot. Yeah. So in feng shui, um, bedroom is, is if you're in a relationship, it's your, it's the, it's the like relationship sector, marriage and, oh, and relationships. I thought it was personal being interesting. So you can see a lot in there. You can see some crazy shit in there. Like, so, and I'm talking about like, you know, like, and I, t- and, and I think I've said this to you before, Maury, like, then this gives me the language to be able to, like, read somebody's space the way a palm reader reads somebody's palm, yes. right? You, do you see wow. the, like, connection kind yeah. of? Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. And this is almost see- more concrete, I feel like. This is, like, giving you factual evidence, yes. not yeah. just lines on your hand, not that yeah. I'm against palm reading. And, Love and- palm readers. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And, like, uh, Coco Chanel once said, um, our homes are a natural <laughs> projection of the soul. So mm-hmm. how could it be any other way? It's just going to show you what you are because you've set it up. You've designed it. You're leaving that Zara bag there subconsciously. Yeah. That is indicating to me what's going on. You may not be aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is so I'm not going to lie. My house is really fun the way I've decorated it. Yeah. And I like to think of myself as really fun. fun. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That means like there's like an alignment there. Yeah. 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 My house feels very transitional to me right now. Like, I think I haven't fully, I I think that I intuitively know this isn't the forever one. So I'm doing very little. And so I don't have a lot of clutter at all in the house. It's very minimalistic, but I do think that's intentional. You've always been sort of minimalistic in your style design, which is interesting because in like your, it's not your personality and in your dress, you're always with the earrings and the makeup and this and the that, and your home is very 
like neutral almost. Yeah. Maury, I wonder if you have so many voices in your head and because you're coaching people and you're hearing so many stories and everything that having that neutral environment is your, your sanctuary. It's what your soul needs. You don't want this ornateness and this brightness because you have so much coming at you. That was deep. That's no, totally. I, I do think that I would like more of my style reflected in my home. Yeah. I think I keep waiting for the home. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and I, this was the case, case in Maryland. I knew in that house we were only going to be there five years. And yeah. truly in five years, we moved out to California. So it's like, I haven't had the chance to put my stamp on it. But to your point, mm. I don't know that it would be loud. I think yeah. it would be really calm because you're right. There's a lot going on in my head. There's a lot of voices in my head. Yeah. And I have to be honest, like, I don't know if my home is my forever home. I've And I've been, I've rented apartments throughout my life and stuff, but I've always had this desire to make the place feel warm and inviting to mm -hmm. outsiders and to myself. Absolutely. Even mm -hmm. if it's like a transition place for me, like I just needed to feel like a safe space. I yeah. feel like my home growing up was like a very safe space for me. And it wasn't, yeah. my mom has no design direction whatsoever. It wasn't like nicely decorated. Yeah. It was just a very beautiful, um, I felt like a really lovely energy in my energy, home. Yeah. So I've always done that. I feel like through design to recreate that sense of like, there's, this is a real part of the family. Right. So Gala, to that point, actually, I'm sure I'm not alone. I think there's a lot of people out there, potentially younger people too, who are not in their forever home. What advice do you give clients about making a transitional space feel like home and, and holistically supportive? So for me, I would say an investment in your space, whether it's for a year, two, or three, is an investment in yourself. I'm going to have a skewed version because I, I am like a space empath or so, like I feel everything. So to me, yeah. it's like, how can you live somewhere and it not be perfect? Don't get me wrong. Right. Like when we first moved to our home, you know, it took, I think we were three months in and my wife and I were, I was like, we just need to go to Ikea and get some filler pieces to feel yeah. okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and those pieces actually ended up staying with us, which is great. We, I designed around them because obviously you also don't want to throw things out. And so I would say like, Look, also factor in costs, right? Maybe you don't have the money and you know you're moving in a year or whatever. Focus on then the room that you're going to spend the most amount of time and you can get the biggest bang for your your buck. Pour your heart and soul into it. Make it your happy place. And at least within that space, you have that one place you go to where you feel, you know, good. It, it's an investment in yourself. You, you, you take vitamins, you try and eat healthy, you try and do all those things that your space and how it makes you feel every day, because we're fucking in our spaces every day, has to be equally as important. Because it got to get raised on the pedestal. Um, and to that point, I think what happens is, um, you know, we're such highly adaptive beings like that we just it's a survival skill, right? You tune out like what you don't need to deal with, the, the, you know, but on the bad side of that is that then, you know, you're living in spaces that are less than. Right. Right. And it affects your energy to your point. Uh, tell her about your blue room. Oh, my favorite room in my house probably is I have this blue room up front and I have all these, like, I just had all these old, um, 
uh, blueprints that my grandfather, my grandfather was a builder. I had all these blueprints framed and I have them all over the wall and I have a record player in there and I have these antique mid-century modern like marble tables in the middle and we have company over and the adults will go in there and listen to records and drink. Oh, and it is that. like, I put on Van Morrison. It's just like such a vibe in there. Everyone loves the blue room. Yeah. Yes, everyone loves the blue room. I see, okay, so let's talk about that. The creation of that then one of our tenants is sociability and community. So you took advantage of this space. You created this destination now where you have guests that come over and it's this warm space to entertain. And it takes that time together to the next level because of the design that you put into it and the music. Yes. And the smells if there's a candle and, you know, that's all enriched. And I put a dimmer, I put a dimmer on the lights yes. yeah, so that it, you can like really set the mood depending on the time of day. It's, yes. It's super fun in there. Yeah. Yeah. Come on in. Come on I over. That. No, I, 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 I'm so stoked. I did not know this about you. I think that's I awesome. I would be scared as shit for you to come into my house. You'd be like, I'm sensing. I'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> Holy God. But now I kind of want you to come in and tell me what you feel. That's more possible for you two. Yeah, That's not that you're not far. That far. We should do it. We should totally do it. I, I will to meet you. Combust from jealousy. Oh, do not do it till I'm over. there. Um, Gala, you talk about the tenants of holistic yeah, interior design. Oh, yeah. Okay, you asked. No, I was just going to say, what other tenants are there? Yes. There's twelve. Yeah, I know 12. that there's twelve. Yeah, yeah. Yes. let's wow. go. Um, okay, so you know, we talked a little bit about some of the stuff from obviously feng shui. That's like five hours on its own, but feng shui in the language of space and a couple of like, I would just say key concepts. There is this idea that feng shui teaches us of yin and yang. You guys have heard heard that before. Without one, you can't have the other, black, white, good, evil. So when there are two energies that are coexisting at the same time, when we look at a space and through the lens of feng shui, we can actually design really intentionally for the energy that we want to bring into the space. So yin has to do with the moon, more feminine energy, if you translate that into interior design elements, that's more rounded shapes, soft mm -hmm. textures, tonal colors, dimmed lights. So we want to bring those kinds of elements maybe into the bedroom or a meditation room or somewhere where you, again, want to bring the energy down intentionally, right? Yeah. Yang energy is associated with the sun, the masculine, it's bright, it's vibrant, it's angled, it's furniture that's angled at points, um, you know, at 90 degrees. And we want to bring those design elements into a space of like a home office. If you look around, my, I'm like Maury, the rest of my home is very tonal and neutral, but my office is popping off. It's like, because this is where I'm creating, this is where I want my mood to ride, this is where, you know, I want productivity. So, really understanding how our design choices, it's not about what's, you know, yes, what sparks joy, um, but beyond like what's fucking trendy because it may be bad for you or it may be bad for this the use of the space, you know. Um, a good example is I see, you know, all kids' rooms are fucking bright as fuck. Well, yeah. when you have a two-year-old that's like has ADD and can't sleep and, you know, is that really the best vibe for a room that they're sleeping in? Probably not. Maybe a playroom. Yeah. So it gives you a language and a context to then work with color and shapes and everything in a way that's really intentional. 
one of the elements of feng shui. And then this understanding that, you know, as within, so without, our spaces are a reflection of us. However, we can invert that and use it like in a in a in a different way where we're intentionally say in your foyer which is what you see every day coming in and out put a piece of artwork that says go fucking kick some ass today or you know bad example yeah. but you know what i mean you like would, you would kill me example. you would murder me if you right was in writing there? in my go kick my some art. ass well i will tell you i've I'd been be looking dead. i don't love a lot of writing on art but i will say i've been looking to put something on my upstairs for my kids over this plant i have that says it's a good day to have a good day i can't wait for you to do that and for me to come crush your spirits with why your written... i think it's motivational yeah right well, but there's there's some cringe artwork at home goods of course with names and the, on the wooden yeah. you know the light wood yeah. and everything live, laugh love yeah there's some but there's some cool i have one that's uh, that says live what you love and it's like in bright yellow and a beautiful font and it's modern and it's good and you know Mine says, behind us, it says, be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. Which is great for your office. But Do you I see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Uh, that, like, that. So the foyer and then the wall across from your bed is really oh. good to place something if you want to like, fo like focus in on something. Because why? That's the, that's the first wall you see when you, when you get up. I think I'd love for you to be even more clear about when you do a beyond spaces consult, it's mm. not just about, Hey, you need a plant here. Actually a really nice table would be here. It no. is about your inner world as well. And what that reflects. Can you just like speak really to speak to that? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. And it, it's hard for people to understand because nobody's doing it. Right. Totally. And so right. I, I'm working on a special project and um, as part of it, I had to do 10 free consults to gather some research. And I explained it. There was a slideshow. Like I, I couldn't have explained it. I, I couldn't have explained it more. And one out of those 10 consults really wanted to go deep for lack wow. of a better word. The other one was like, what do I do with this? What color? And I, I can, I can do that all day. Right. One person, like we got under the hood. You know, so Sorry. my parallel to that is that people don't, they need to get in the headspace of what's about to happen when they're engaging with you. So if someone comes to me as an intuition coach, usually that's my more creative performer clients, then we can go there. We're talking spirit. We're talking divine. We're talking connection. If they come to me because of a crisis or because they think I'm a leadership coach, they can't get there because they're not in the headspace of receiving. Oh, they'll say to me sometimes, oh my God, this is so weird. It feels like therapy. And I'm like, but I told you three times before that it's going to feel like that because this is going to be about your childhood. This isn't going to be about you being a CEO. So I think that what you're saying to me really resonates because people are in their head thinking interior designer. And it's such a tunnel vision Whereas beyond spaces literally means beyond your space into your inner world, which is why I think what you do is so innovative and like way it. ahead of your Thank time. You. So do I. I, I feel is seen for the first time in a long time. Oh, <laughs> is that is that the concept of holistic interior design? Is that how you would define it? Like no, beyond? no, no. Because you can get you get technical with air, with light, with a bunch of other things. Air. This is just something that I do. I love this. 
it's just something that I, that I do. I, I, I can't explain the same way that somebody can read somebody's palm. It's just something that I, that I do. And to your point, Maury, like you don't force this on anybody. If somebody gets it the way that you do, you get it. We can talk about it. If not, I'm going to meet the person where they're at. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, tell them something they don't want to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until you decide that doing that kind of work is draining and no longer your purpose and that you're only going to do beyond spaces consults, which is where you're headed. I can feel it because that's your magic in this world is to be able to read a space in that intuitive way. And yeah, of course we have this mindset of like, but the money comes from these 90% who want me to come paint their wall. (laughs) Um, I have learned that the more you say no to the thing that's draining your energy system, the more you magnetize the people who are ready for what your yeah. purpose is. And we need what you do. So I want to get back to the 12 tenants because our le- listeners are probably like trying to take notes and we're all over the place. Sorry, Melissa, did you have something to say? You look like you have yes. something to add or say. I did. My question was, are you offering any internships for <laughs> 41 and a half year olds? I will do unpaid. Trust me. I'm fascinated. This really hits. I really love this. When I go up to your house... Uh, then I'll take you. Ba- so essentially what I do is I walk in, we do a meditation together. Oh, hell yeah. And I say to the person, you know, this is going to be feel really weird. I'm going to walk around your home alone, oh. which is. Are you getting turned on right now? <laughs> no, these are the no, noises. It's scary. Of- it's think about how vulnerable uh, somebody, very vulnerable. even I if it's people- just a friend um, walking through your space without totally. you. It, they totally. get a back. in. Huh? Do you get pushback? Are people like, eh. no? Because I explained this is how, this is how this is it. This is the what's concept. happening. You signed Take up. This is what it, it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah. I will walk around alone. I will jot my notes. It's obviously a lot of like intuitive work, but also I'm using my eyes as well. So it's like it meets intuition meets physicality. I don't know if. Yeah. And so it's Always. it's a lot of brain work, and I need to be alone. And then I jot my notes down, and then I come back with the person, and I just say like, okay. This is what your space is telling me. You can take it or leave it. I am just a conduit for what I see. I'm not attached to the outcome. I'm not attached to anything. I'm just telling you what it's showing me. Let me know if any of this lands. And then I go down my list and then we talk. We talk and then we... we Do people cry? Yeah. I would imagine because if it is so indicative of the, your state of life and your state of being that yeah. it must really... And I think the idea, and this probably happens in therapy of like an outsider pointing it to you, what you probably already know subconsciously is like another like hit to the stomach. You know what I mean? Um, And so then it brings it up, right? What isn't revealed, we can't heal. And so, you know, and I'm not there to be a coach or a therapist or anything. I'm just, I'm just bringing it to the surface. And then I'm saying, okay, this is what we're going to change from a design point of view. My dream is to partner up and offer a service where depending on what I'm seeing and what resonates with the client, then as I'm working on their space in tandem, that coach or that therapist or that nutritionist is working with the client on the issues that came up so that when we deliver a a new design space, they come back as a newly designed human. Holy amazing. If Gala. only she knew an intuition coach. If only if you only. knew someone who was so skilled at that and your unpaid intern, Melissa, could connect you guys. Hmm. 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 What a world that would who be. Who could that be? Who could that be? I love that though. Me and too. I love actually having a whole team around you of yes. like 
intuition, therapy, nutrition, all these things that you could pull in and say, hey, I'm seeing you're really stuck here. I think this person would be a benefit to you. Yeah. Totally. So then it's a lot deeper than interior design, right? It's beyond, yeah, beyond spaces, hence the Beyond spaces. (laughs) It all comes full circle. Or, Or are you ready to be blown away? I already have been. Interior italics design. Interior. Dang, interior. girl. Interior. Design. Dang, girl. We got it. We are there. Damn. That's I think good. she just got two interns. Forget mm-hmm. the coaching. Um, okay, listen, we could make this a seven hour episode let's easily. Make it a four part. Right, we, we won't. Yes, yeah, sorry. So yeah. let's do this. How about we list the 12? Just list them. Just say them and then we'll talk more. Don't ask a single <laughs> question about them. We did feng shui in the language of space, biophilia. So that's just bringing nature in. There's 14 different ways to bring nature inside. By 2050, wow. the majority of the world's population is going to be living in urban cities. Yeah. Disconnected from nature. I already gave you the example of the sun and what, it, yeah. you know, you can imagine what that means. So really being intentional about bringing nature inside, whether through art, plants, sounds, shit ton of ways to do it. Um, lighting. So exposure to natural light as much as possible, being cognizant of the color temperature of your bulbs, dimmers at night. My bathroom's on dimmers. So when I do my evening shower, it's dimmed. So it's, I'm it's like, bring it down, oh, gotta bring yeah. it down. I'm doing that. Living room, bedroom is all dimmed. In the evening, that all comes down. It's indicating to crews, it's my son, time to bring it down. Oh, <clears throat> so wow. can play with that. Um, air. We know air became huge in my world, um, you know, post-COVID. Right. The importance of good air quality, particularly in commercial spaces. Um, the easiest thing for people at home is really ventilating your space. So when I – I get so much of this from my my grandmother in Spain. Um, and I didn't realize it until now. But every morning, you know, I would end up in Spain – in older couples, they would um, sleep in twin beds after they had the kids. Like it was just really? very with a cross over the bed, you know, like yeah. Lucy. I love Ricky Lucy. Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thinking. So that was when I went to, you know, Barcelona to spend my summers with them. That was, you know, her, her room. And because my grandpa was like, reading at night and in and out she was like i can't deal with you go sleep in another room so i would sleep in the same room as my grandma and we would wake up yeah and we would wake up and the first thing uh so gala go open the you know in spain how they have the blinds that like don't let any light in las persianas and open the window and she would air out her room every morning. So what happens? We now have more indoor pollution than outdoor pollution because of all the finishes oh. on things, paint, oh. adhesives, oh, everything wow. that's made of MDF, it off gases, carpet, flooring, and all of that. So intuitively, she knew, like, she didn't know any of this, but it was such a healthy habit. And to start your day with a breath of fresh air, right? Like, we again wow. we put the horse blinders on and we adapt and nobody thinks to just open an, a window and go and feel the fresh air come in you know mm. my husband in the morning loves to like just yank the curtains up and let all the sunlight in and i can't i need like a minute to adjust but is that the healthier option like just no if you have a sensitivity so so i'm the same way like i'm up and that shit is fucking open and martha was like (laughs) are you fucking kidding me like calm down calm down relax (laughs) relaxy 
it's really preference, but eventually, like, so, okay, so in Spain, if I slept in, my grandmother would come and wake me by opening the window shade <gasps> so the light yeah. would hit me. And yeah. then it would be followed up by a glass of Coca-Cola because that's how we woke up in my house. So, you yeah. know. Wait, was that a pleasant experience, her opening the window to wake you up or an unpleasant? No, for me, it was it was pleasant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when that happens to me, I don't like it. Yeah, Martha doesn't either. So it's really preference. But that idea of getting that fresh air, top of the morning, sunlight, top of the morning. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, a, it's a vibe, right? To set yeah. your, you know, your day. Yeah. So so anyway, right. open a window. Air. Air. Okay. Open a window. Yeah. Keep I it simple. Um, electromagnetic frequencies. You guys have heard about them? Yeah. Okay, our cell phones emitting them, all of our electronics. Basic idea is that they're at such a low frequency that they don't hurt us. But some studies say, well, okay, it's a low frequency, but we're being hit with them 24-7. There's no break. So in 30 years, what's that going to look like? So some studies say it, it, it can have an effect on your nervous system. It can produce certain kinds of cancers. I don't like to put this in people's heads because if you're okay, I don't want to like scare you or you know what I mean? Like, but it's something, you know, I've walked through kid kids bedrooms and there's a Wi-Fi router right by their head. No, right. Just no, you know, um, you know, it's like, it's like in the fifties, you know, you had Chef Boyardee came out all of a sudden. It was great for the moms because in two minutes you had dinner, but 30 years later, we were like, well, it's cancerous. It's this and that and that. And I don't know if Wi-Fi is going to be the same thing in a couple of years. So just something to be mindful of, you know? Yeah. Um, AirPods AirPods make me think about that. Yep. I'm wired all the time at the gym. My wife is like, what the fuck are you? You look like a herb. And I'm like, (laughs) well, I'm not going to have brain cancer. I might look like a herb, but I'm not going to have brain cancer. Thanks. Wait, what's a herb? I didn't know either. I was just trying to play cool. Like, uh, like uncool. Is that, a nine, herb? is that what the kids are saying? We're going to start no, saying No, this it. was, this is me in like New York City in the nineties, what we used to say. Oh, it's what the old folk are saying. The old, got it. Yeah. <laughs> the people who OG, discuss no. coffee in waiting rooms at the car dealership. No, right? no, no. Yeah. Let's rebrand the OGs, the OGs. That sounds oh, better. Okay. That sounds cooler. We're no herbs. We're OGs. <laughs> herbs. It's a hard word to say. Great. So back to the wire. Back to the tenants. Jeez, <laughs> oh, we'll oh, get God. through them. I promise. Okay. This idea of sanctuary, creating a pocket of sanctuary in our overly stressed world. So what does that look like for you? An armchair looking out the window, this place that visually gives you a cue. I'm going to go and sit there 10 minutes disconnected, look out the window and be stuck on stupid. Yeah. Um, The next one we talked about a little bit, sociability and community, designing, um, designing spaces. So I've been in family homes where the sofa isn't big enough for the whole family to fit. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the dining, like a dining room chair is off to the side and that's where X sits every time. So inclusive spaces, spaces like your blue room that bring people together. Uh, the biggest pandemic right now we know is loneliness. So this tenant is particular. If you're like you know, working on a development with 10 condos, you know, are the terraces facing each other? Are they next mm. so that neighbors talk? Like thinking about oh, cool. this space like oh, that's that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Americans have this thing with privacy and, you know, having the top hedges and nobody can look in and everything. 
then you go to like think of going to Europe and the piazzas and yes. sitting on the benches and how it just brings people together. We need more of that now. You yes. know? Yes. How do you? But that's a public that? space. Yeah. That's a public space though, not a private space. Like I love the idea of that. Yeah. But I at my home, I want it to just be my home where I retreat away yeah. from the public. Yes. From everything. And just- I, I'm in a neighborhood where every the houses are very close. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like a little overwhelmed. Like yeah. everyone's in my private space. Yes. I'll see you in public elsewhere. Absolutely. But you know, when is not enough, but like that vibe of like, I need to go in and retreat and everything. Again, we live in a crazy world. So our homes need to be that source of sanctuary. You just want to make sure that it's not to the degree that you're isolating yourself or, you know, it's all on preference, but I think, I think what it goes down to inside the home is really just ensuring that your common spaces have a place at the table for everybody. Right. Right. Yeah. Inclusivity. You said it. That's the word that it's inclusive. You know, a lot of the times we'll make bedrooms smaller for kids so that they come out into the mains to bring them out to commune versus shutting the door and staying hold up in their bedroom. Right. 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 Totally. Um, Energy. So I'm talking to to two women that I can talk to about this. So we know. Huh? Witchies. I saw the Halloween episode. Oh, um, so a, a study came out of the Netherlands that detected neurochemicals of anger, fear, and disgust in the room after the, so volunteers that were in the room detected that after people that had felt those or had a conversation had left the room. Wow. Have you heard of that water experiment that the Japanese scientist did? Same thing where he labeled water with like love, beauty, freedom, and then he labeled water shame, hate, <gasps> ugly. Right? And then you put the he put the molecules under a microscope and the ones that have the positive labels look like gorgeous snowflakes. Right. And the water that had all those negative labels was dark and like mutilated and foggy. But and whose energy is going in? Is it do people come just in? Even and just do even it? the energy of the words. Wow. Yeah. He did so one too where he them. yelled at them and pissed them and like yeah, yelled at them. I started talking to my plants because I heard that that actually helps because I kill all plants all the time. But I heard that <laughs> yeah, if you tell them they're doing a great job and like you, they're really adding value to your home, that they survive better than plants yeah. that have yeah. no one talking to them. Yeah. Except my, my so Betty is dying. Yeah. So this idea that people are like moving into homes. And they have no idea what happened there. But look, beyond that, like before it was even a home, it could have been like a lot of farmland is in the U.S. Like animals could have gotten slaughtered. That energy is there. Just work with somebody to to move it. You know what I mean? Create this ritual of creating like a blank space, acknowledge that energy exists. Yeah. And be intentional. And that ritual could be so beautiful too. Like you could, after you bring somebody in to do that, then you can also put an intention into the home. You can sit with your family and say, we want this home to bring, to, to bring us X, Y, and oh, Z. Think about how you're hyper charging your home by being intentional about it. We know energy flows where attention goes mm-hmm. versus just not doing that at all and living with, you know, whatever's there. I, I want people to know about this so they can do it. Like, I think it, it's harmful to live in something that hasn't been cleansed, blessed, where you haven't taken time to, be intentional about what you want in that space. 
personally. Yeah, and it unwittingly affects your mood. It affects your yeah. ability to be open to possibility or not. Yep. I mean, some people experience depression from being in spaces that have had yep. that kind of energy in it. So I'm totally with you. And sage, right? I mean, you can just start yeah. with saging your space. I was just going to ask yeah. if you believe in, what what is it, Palo Palo Santo sage. Yeah. Yeah. You're into that. You think that clears the air? Yeah. And if it freaks you out, bring, bring a professional in, right. like, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and I just think that I, I think it, yeah, I think it's important. Um, you know, I, I talk at conferences with interior designers and I ask them like, have you ever walked into a room where you feel like somebody's had an argument? Like you didn't know, but it just feels yucky and yes. everybody raises their hand. And when you explain right. it like that, it's like, we all feel this, right. why aren't we all doing something about it? You know, right. cause it's weird. Yeah. It's woo woo. Well, no, you know? And then, I also don't think people are mindful of it. I don't think people yeah. realize how, what an impact your space yeah. has on your well being. Yeah. And then the other part of it is like, if you think of like ancient cultures, there's so much ritual around the seasons, right? Like welcoming the spring and the winter. So you can use spring and winter as like two times where you sage yourself and do a little ritual. Mm. And like, this is what I want going into this season. And like, I think the art of ritual has been lost. And I think Mm -hmm. it's such a powerful thing, you know? So it's like a great way to introduce this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Moving on. Where do you notice how quiet we're being? Because yeah. we're trying to make sure we, we get all of the tenants. We're really holding it in. Right we're now. at number nine, so we're we're there. Color, just understand the bright colors energize softer colors, bring the mood down, and do it intentionally. You know, there's all of these like 2024 color of the year. Like, yeah, don't follow that. Follow what you love. What feels good. What what feels good. And then think about, okay, this is bright and it's going, you know, in my bedroom. Maybe not a good look, right? For what I want out of my bed. Like just know color affects us even when we're sleeping through it. We take it in through our skin when our eyes are closed. Wow. So it's important. And as you guys know, like colors affect us in different ways. Like red is supposed to be energizing the color of action. Yellow is about creativity. So you can really like take it to the next level with wow. the colors that you choose um, and not just follow the trends. Yeah. Very anti-trend. Wow. Um, I love that. <laughs> and then uh, 10, obviously sustainability. So this is where planet earth comes in using sustainable materials, upcycling, mm-hmm. you know, donating things, bunch of different ways to do this. And you said that when you're talking about the Ikea pieces, you said we found a way to design around them, so not throw them away. Them. Yeah. Because all of this ends up in landfills. The interior yeah. design distri- industry, I think, is one of the biggest pollutants just in terms of how much we dump, right? Think of a remodel, yeah. how much of that is getting reused. Um, yeah. I want it the way that I want it. So you right. know, get rid of everything. Yes. They just opened a store near my house that is like um, uh, salvage. When you sell something, consignment. Consignment. It's mm. a furniture consignment yeah. store. Yeah. So it just like you bring your old pieces and if they sell it, you get a little piece. I thought that was a really awesome idea. Yeah. We do it with clothes all the time, but we don't think we have all of these other goods yes. that we just dispose of. And the, one, what is that saying? One person's garbage is another person's treasure. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Totally. Exactly. Yes. Number 11, healthy materials. So we talked about how our indoor air quality is worse than our outdoor because of all the shit that we have. So like at least start like for your kid's nursery or your bedroom, a low VOC, non-toxic paint so that you're Mm -hmm. not breathing in those gases or Mm -hmm. you're like, let's just like, that's at the bare minimum. 
right? Okay. Okay. Smart. Um, and then. And should you repaint? Like, so if you're, if it's been painted, mm-hmm. you know, repaint it with a low VOC paint. It's, it's probably, sure. so it, it's probably off-gassed everything already. It's typically okay. like a couple of years. So if it's like old oh, okay. paint, it's probably like gone Got through the temperature fluctuations and done everything it needs to do. So I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the final one, which is hard for American, I think, Western society is this concept of less is more. So mm-hmm. this is um, less is more. I, I took a, um, a healthy materials course and literally they it's like, well, how can you create a healthy environment? Because there's not too many choices that are actually healthy out there. And they were like, the only way to do it is like less furniture less stuff. That's one way to look at it. But less is more, you know, I don't know if you visited like people in like huge ass homes and there's like that one room off of the main floor that nobody ever goes into. Yes. Yeah. That you're, they're spending money on heating and cooling. Yes. And it, it's a low energy room because you walk in and there's like, what the fuck is, you know what I mean? So it's a lower, it's draining. And then you're spending money, you're spending the earth's resource, you're, energy to take care of it so less is more less is more when decorating your home less is more with the size of our homes like pick something that truly you're going to use every single thing and that will help us be in 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 right alignment with mother earth we're we're taking too much now we're taking too much yes god that's so true i really love that idea of using all of the spaces because almost nobody uses all of the spaces in their home but i really use all of the spaces in my home yeah i use every single i knew you did i knew you did (laughs) we get all up in it i knew you did (laughs) so yeah so that's kind of like the breath work that we work within and try and apply wherever we meet people where they're at and then wow. obviously when I'm designing, all of these get filtered into my design, but then we can also dial it up and get really intentional and hit all of them in different ways, you know, just depending on what the client needs or wants. Um, but hopefully in sharing it with you, you can see that it's just like interior design on a whole other fucking level. Yes. And I, it has so much depth to so it. So much. Yeah. Like it's so beyond just the shallow, not that design is shallow, but it's not just about what you're looking at. It's, it's not about, superficiality. Yeah. It's yes. what you're feeling. Yes. Gala, how can people, do you do beyond spaces consults just on the East Coast? How can, if someone wants to get a Beyond Spaces consult with you and your team, how would they do that? Yes. So I do virtual. Contact your intern. I can. (laughs) Your intern, My new intern. Um, I can do virtual. Do virtual. Yeah, I do virtual. Um, So I get photos. I get a floor plan and just like talking to the person, you know? Um, So virtual, I do think being in the space, I can see things like, so I I do them in in person in the tri-state area of New York, Connecticut, Brooklyn, Queens. Oh. Um, oh. We can go to Pennsylvania. You're Sometimes Pennsylvania, we right? consider tri-state is PA, New Jersey, We'll bring you New in. York. New Jersey, okay, New great. York, Thanks. New Jersey, Connecticut. New Jersey, um, New York. <laughs> um, I do get more in person. I just, I, because there's that aspect of the physical part of it, scale, seeing how things connect, what rooms are on top of each other, what the room is facing, like, you get more in person. So I really love to do them in person. And while Zoom is convenient, like I miss the in-person-ness of things, Oh, you know, know. and um, I think it's it's more powerful. I mean, we know that energetically you're missing things that you that you get in person that you don't on Zoom even, you know, and stuff. So, yeah. 
Okay, so tell us more about where people can find you because you have such a wealth of expertise and I know that it's the kind of thing you want to take in over time too. Like you just told us so much that I would love for people to be able to keep engaging with your content. So where can they find you to hear more about holistic design? Thank you. So Instagram at Gala Design and then website GalaMagrinaDesign.com. I am also starting a podcast. uh, Yeah! Going Beyond Spaces with Gala. We have the trailer up on, you know, Spotify and um, Apple and all the places. Um, That's going to drop as an entire season. So hit follow so you'll be alerted when it comes. Oh, we will. And then in the fall, I'm going to be actually launching a course for the general, for interior designers, but then for the general public. That'll be on my site in a week under uh, holistic design. And you can just, we're not opening registration yet, but you can just um, register to be notified when we open. And it's going to be all all about this. Um, oh, we're yeah. on the wait list. Oh, I'm in. Uh, we in. will, for our listeners, we will link to all yes. of that in our show notes. So if you didn't catch that, we will link to Gala's website and Instagram, Instagram and all of yeah. it because this is someone you absolutely want to follow and learn more from. Mm-hmm. I think that you have done such a phenomenal job articulating to absolutely. us the value of your spaces being a part of your inner world and expression of your inner world and adding to your overall well-being and your expansion, which I know our listeners care about more than anything. So thank you for the generosity of spirit, time, energy that you gave us today. And it was so good to see your face on top of all of that. Ditto. And the two of you together. And thank you for having me and the thoughtful questions and seeing me. Um, I love you guys. We, we love, love you. you. We love you so much, oh, thank Gala. You. Thank this you. Felt so good. Guys, thank you for listening. As always, always if you want to support us, please um, share this episode with anyone you think would benefit from it and leave us a review. That always helps us too. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. 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 This has been another episode of Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Maury Fontanez, and Melissa Gushka. Special thanks to my production team, Anushree Thekadet, Arman Kassam, and Anais Islami. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. See you then.